Well, Airbnb has certainly changed the way we travel, or at least uh, the way we vacation or the places we stay at. But lately, there's been a few kind of creepy cases, a few creepy, creepy incidences, including the most recent, a family from New Zealand discovering a hidden camera live streaming from the property that they were renting while they were in Ireland. And for more on this, we're joined now by cybersecurity expert David Shipley. He joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon, and how are you on this Monday? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, first off, can you tell us exactly how this family, uh, how they uh, stumbled upon this uh, camera that was live streaming from this home they were renting? Well, so thankfully for the family, uh, the father actually is an IT security expert, and as part of the settling in process, um, when they signed into the Wi-Fi, they did a scan to look for other devices that were connected and discovered that there was a camera uh, live streaming video feed um, to the Internet. And um, then they decided to contact Airbnb and complain about it. Yeah, and they were not satisfied with Airbnb and how they handled this. I know they uh, gave them back their money uh, for the rental, uh, but uh, that still didn't didn't satisfy the family or make them feel any better? Well, their initial contacts with Airbnb actually centered around, listen, if you cancel your booking, you're not getting your money back. And it was only when they took to social media and traditional media in New Zealand kicked in that Airbnb uh, apparently started to take this as serious as it is. And it's part of a growing and disturbing trend of these small, high-definition cameras showing up not just in Airbnbs, but in hotels, public washrooms, and other areas. There were massive protests in South Korea recently um, where it was discovered that um, there were thousands of people who had been the victim of live stream cameras hidden in um, public spaces and, and private spaces. Yeah, and what happens here? Uh, Airbnb refuses to do business with a provider found guilty of this, but uh, is that enough? Do they pursue this criminally? No, the company itself doesn't. And and so um, I, I think this raises bigger questions about how we, in Canada particularly, because, I mean, that's our, our home base, um, how we should be dealing with this issue of video recording. Um, and you can understand in one hand that Airbnb owners want to protect their properties, et cetera, and, and aren't there. And so you can understand this inclination to an extent about cameras in public spaces, but that's not cool. If you're going to rent out your space to people, you can't have cameras in there. And what is the obligations for people to disclose? And what are the criminal penalties that should be there um, if they don't disclose and are recording people uh, without their consent and certainly in compromising situations? Yeah, these are all great questions uh, because uh, I think, you know, some people would say, hey, listen, we're on camera all the time, almost 24 hours a day now. We're on camera so many times we don't even know ourselves. But there's a presumption of privacy, obviously, when you're renting something that uh, becomes your home for, for a week or a few days. Absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, the core of privacy is consent. Um, so it's one thing if people acknowledge as part of an Airbnb rental, hey, by the way, we have security cameras in the public areas of our spaces to um, the living room, et cetera, to um, secure a space. And people can choose, you know what? No, that creeps me out. I'm not renting that. Or they can choose, yeah, I'm fine with that. You've disclosed that to me. I can live with that. And I'm okay what consenting adults decide to do and make informed um, decisions about. What I'm not okay is when people aren't given that that right, um, that human right to their privacy and to consent. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is, as a cybersecurity expert, your advice to anybody who uh, rents an Airbnb? As you mentioned off the top, uh, this gentleman happened to be an IT professional and I guess had the know-how and the technical capability to sort of scan and find this uh, live streaming camera. But, David, not everybody's got that ability. 
No, this is true. And I think um, buyer beware. Um, and now increasingly, not just Airbnbs, but also hotel rooms, there are some quick tricks that you can do. For example, you can turn the lights off in a room and turn your flashlight on your smartphone camera, or if you happen to be carrying a flashlight, use it and shine it around the room. And anything that reflects back at you, uh, investigate further and check out things like, for example, uh, smoke detectors, electrical outlets. Um, look carefully for signs that uh, things might might not be right, uh, air vents, um, and poke around a little bit. And the easier way, if you are technologically savvy, is when you do connect to the Wi-Fi at an Airbnb, um, there are apps you can download that will show you all the other connected devices on that Wi-Fi. And if there is a live streaming camera, you'll get a good sense for other things that are online, and they really shouldn't be. All right. Certainly eye-opening, I think, for a lot of folks that are either renting or considering uh, renting from Airbnb. Uh, meantime, well, that company doesn't seem to hold a lot of uh, responsibility when it comes to the action of their hosts or, or clients. In a world first, when it comes to responsibility, David, the UK has published today a blueprint for new legislation that would actually hold tech companies to account and protect those that are using their platforms. Uh, essentially, what we're talking about or seeing here is maybe the most overarching regulation, proposed regulation uh, for the Internet uh, that we've seen. Uh, what do you think about this? Well, I think it's about time. I think um, when you look at some of the shenanigans that uh, Facebook and Twitter and others are responsible in terms of the perpetration of fake news, the distribution of hateful content, uh, and more, um, if, if you look at traditional media, if they had even engaged in one one thousandth of these activities, the regulatory hammer that would have dropped on any radio, television station, or even in print journalism, the, the regulatory body, the hammer that would have dropped on them would be stunning. Um, and the lack of accountability exactly precipitates the problems we have today. So I, I, I for one, welcome it. And, and, and they're being focused and smart. They're talking about an independent regulator. Think of it like a, a kind of CRTC for social media. Um, where uh, they could make decisions on if there's terrorist content, inappropriate images, abuse images, um, or fake news or other things, um, they could actually hold the companies to account for not dealing with it appropriately or in a timely fashion. Mm -hmm. What would you say to those that are critical of this, that are looking at this and saying, oh, here comes Big Brother, this is government stepping in and it's a slippery slope. Next thing, uh, we won't be allowed to go on uh, certain websites that don't meet with uh, government approval. uh, Essentially, this is a, a limit on freedom of speech. I would say that social media has turned out to be the junk food of society, and we've seen the the appetite and the havoc caused by unrestricted access to this, what can be a very harmful thing for us. And I think reasonable balance is what everyone in society wants to have. And certainly the current level of discord, chaos, uh, and, and impact at the personal level these platforms have without accountability is not sustainable. So I'd say, well, I understand slippery slope arguments with freedom of speech. I want to hear actual pragmatic, realistic solutions because the status quo is wrecking people's lives. Yeah. Do you sense that, uh, and I don't know how far down the line it is. I mean, the internet just celebrated its 30th anniversary or 30th birthday where the creator of the internet uh, himself was actually a warning of some of the dangers uh, that his creation has uh, seen flourish. Uh, do you sense that we're this sort of regulation? Is it inevitable? Oh, it is absolutely inevitable because if we don't take action to hold these companies to account, 
the power they wield could cause massive long-term consequences. We're feeling it now, but but there's more yet to come. And and this is not new for us. When the railroads got too big, we broke them up. When the telcos got too big, we we put in antitrust laws. So you know this is this is not a new experience for society to realize. Hey, a new piece of technology, a new change, has now been realized that there are some negative aspects that we have to rein in. Um, and we just need to be mature and say, listen, the Internet's 30, and it was about time that we got more mature about the impact it's having. All right. Our cybersecurity expert, David Shipley, with us this afternoon. David, I appreciate the perspective and the time, as always. Thanks so much. Thank you.